For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Okay, so this is already my favorite episode because I got the pretty sweet opportunity of checking out the in-person Believe Studios here in Los Angeles for the first time. I got a guest with me. He's here all the time. He's a host on <laughs> the Charity Stripe podcast. Uh, by the way, one of my favorite social media accounts is the Charity Stripe. You got a bunch of good Instagram polls, great Twitter content. You guys are always on it. This is Josh Fisher. I know it's a little bit of a last minute uh, arrangement we got going. So thanks for being here, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you like the uh, the Instagram we run. And yes, I'm here all the time because I also work, I believe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am not here against my will. Blink twice if you need help. Uh, the... <laughs> Uh, and yeah, man, I'm glad this is your, you know, your favorite episode. I will do my best to make it absolutely miserable for you. So Good. Thank you for having me on. Excited to talk hoops with you. I'm excited to get hazed here in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, so so we just had the all-star break. Yeah. Uh, how'd you enjoy it? I mean, did you spend a lot of time watching the festivities or was this just a good chance to get some downtime for you? Uh, downtime for sure. You know, the thing is, is I've never been a game, the all-star game for baseball, Pro Bowl. Like, I've never been one to really watch, watch the game and lock in for it. So everyone talking about, oh, there's no defense. Well, yes, that's an issue. And I'd love to see. And that's like a whole separate, you know, tangent we can get in on like effort for players. For me, I love the home run derby. I love the three-point contest. The skills thing I enjoy very much. It's gotten really weird. And the <laughs> dunk contest is something I love, and it's completely gone from when we were kids, Blake Griffin jumping over a nice family sedan, uh, Dwight yeah. Howard, Nate Robinson, like, house, you know, household names. And Matt McClung is a household name because we're social, we're young, and we're into social media. Yeah. And you talk about a great guy that runs, you know, amazing social media and has one of the forefront brand awareness kind of guys. He He's done a number on, like, making him the in-game like you know the white guy dunk guy and right and so he he's got a huge brand himself so he's one guy that people know but outside of that the dunk contest was just lower level guy and i love jericho sam's he's a texas longhorn guy troy murphy is a nice young player Kenyon martin jr also a nice young player and famous dad but like john moran was like you gotta get a billion likes lebron has never done it there's got Giannis doesn't do it, you know, and it's kind of frustrating to see these superstars and Stephen A, you know, I'm not saying I agree with him every time he steps, steps up to the mic, but I was really, I was really aligned with him in his most recent take on LeBron. Like, you know, he sets the tone. He's never done it. You know what I'm saying? So we don't have these superstars doing the dunk contest anymore. Like the Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine. I was like, dude, those. Obama was president. I honestly was he or I almost done uh, or, or was it, you know, Trump. It's like two presidencies ago. So it's like, <laughs> we can't keep talking about this. It's like, you bring up the Texas long, you know, before we started the Texas Longhorns, like they show Vince young running for the corner against USC before every football game. 
It's like, dude, I was literally in elementary school. Yeah. And I've graduated college tenfold twice yeah. already, you know, two times through. So it's, there's only so much we can keep watching Vince Carter highlights. Like we as the fans and media deserve more and we deserve a better dunk contest. So speaking of guys that I don't always agree with, you said Stephen A. I actually think Kendrick Perkins fits right into that mix for me. Mm. I don't dislike Kendrick Perkins as a figure, but I just don't always agree with the things that come out of his mouth. Sure. He did have one idea, though, that I thought was pretty interesting regarding the dunk contest, which was getting guys who are kind of local pickup legends or essentially people off the street to go and perform because – you know they would try. You know they'd care. They'd be mo- uh, they'd be motivated for the the recognition, the money potentially. Does that idea at all pe- appeal to you, or are you just like, no, I want my John Morant, I want my Zion Williamson. It's got to be the biggest names in basketball. Um, I would not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dislike it at all if like professional street dunkers did it. Because yeah. again, like you're saying, they'd care. It'd be good. They put on a good show. They're professional dunkers. That's what they do for a living. I would love it though if they were like, okay, you know, if we had four dunkers off the street and we paired them with four top tier dunkers in the NBA and it yeah. was like a team thing. Like that's like to me a good idea, you yeah. know, but you need the stars. Like I'm, we're looking at the ESPN page like right now. Paul George, uh, Russell Westbrook, these guys, how amazing when they have been in a dunk contest and we never got to see anything like that from them. And never will like they it's over for them in the dunk contest they're not yeah. gonna come back and do it no but these young guys that are you know in the like Jaden ivy like he would have been awesome to do it yeah he, he's he if i'm him i'm like all right well zion didn't do it john didn't do it why would i do this yeah you know if these other guys that have come before me are not doing it then i'm not gonna do it either now zion has come out and said that if there was a year for him to do it he'll do it next year but okay. you know yeah that, long way away long way away he's got to play you yeah. know and he may be in a position to be doing it for a just to kind of like a rebrand because now he's slowly entering greg Ed, greg odin territory he just is yeah which is sad because he was an all-star starter, and that was strictly off the basis of when he played, he was so dominant, and he was the guy that was clearly the consensus number one pick coming out of Duke. It's hard for him when you don't really see a lot of continuity, and I think it's starting to hurt the Pelicans. I, I do think they did a great job managing their injury cycle. Brandon Ingram was out a long time. Zion was out. But then they had a 10-game losing streak or something really bad. And even the best coach teams with the best leadership and a guy like CJ McCollum, eventually it's going to catch up to you. Uh, I, mean, I do want to talk. There's so uh, many teams. Sorry. Yeah, there's just like teams in the NBA. Like you go through it. Okay. Maybe the Spurs stink. The Rockets like you're kind of garbage. The Pistons don't play any defense. It's like that. That's like an all-star game every night, you know, but there you go and play the magic. Yeah. It's not an easy game. No, they're not good. That's not an easy game. They have like they run over the they run a lineup of like nine guys, ten guys that are all pros. Like you know, we have Rudy Gay on our network, and he's like, everyone thought the Jazz were going to stink, and maybe our roster is you know not elite, but these are ten pros, right? Like these are like this is like a roster of pros. So if you're the Pelicans and you're wading through these injuries, you're going to run into these ten game stretches where you're you're going against teams like not not may not be like Celtics Bucks like you know the, the the gauntlet but if you're going Celtics you're going Bucks and you go play the Lakers who don't have a good record 
that's a tough game. You go play Portland. That's like in Portland, like it's not an easy game. You know, you go on the road, you go to the garden, you know, you play the net. Like there's, there's like tough games across the, in the NBA. There's a lot of talent. Okay. So. so he's been the best team against the spread because they've surprised and SGA has risen to superstardom. Not so, an easy game. Not an easy game. They're not a playoff team. That's not an easy game. So there's a lot of tough games and the whole, then we'll just a button on the Zion thing. You, uh, oh, you always root for a guy to be healthy. You always root for a guy to be at his best. But you say it was a, it was a gimme for probably ninety nine point nine percent of the public to take him first overall. Not for me. I thought he should not have been the first overall pick when he was taken. Granted, the guy I thought should have been the first overall pick. Also, I have not hit. It wasn't Ja. It was RJ. Okay. But to me, and I, I've also been in the recent, you know, this past year, I've been like RJ Barrett should be on the Utah Jazz because Spider Mitchell should be on the Knicks. <laughs> you know, I've come out and said that. But I felt as if Zion was a risk, and uh, that's tr- it's just true. You can't hang your hat on a guy that plays 40, 50 games a year. No, not at all. And I think that's actually the perfect transition into this next point because not necessarily for injury purposes, but Kyrie Irving is a guy that has been a little bit inconsistent with off-the-court matters or <laughs> not playing a lot of games. Sometimes it's injuries. Sometimes it's other things. But Judaism. <laughs> Judaism. <laughs> the Mavericks uh, was definitely going to go deep into this with Alex Tosopoulos. Yeah. Who is unfortunately sick. He has to be on the bench today. <clears throat> Black lung pop. <laughs> Got a little bit of a Super Bowl illness going around. But he's a big fan of the Mavs. And I asked him about the Kyrie trade. Said it was a mixed bag of emotions. I think nobody's surprised to see what we've seen on the court. Kyrie Irving scored 26 points in the fourth quarter. They're faster. They're more fun. It's electric. There's always the risk of the other shoe to drop. Um, Look, I guess just sticking strictly to basketball and on the court matters. Do you think this pairing is beneficial for Luca's career? Because he's only 23 or maybe he's about to turn 24 and he's playing with another big time star. Probably won't have the ball in his hands as much. Let me ask you this. Yeah. If he's playing as Kyrie Irving, a top 15 player in the league. Yes. Okay. So, yes, you need that. Like, it's – you can't win the – ultimately, the goal is – and I know we're going to talk about Jokic, so I won't, you know, just, just, you know, bleed that out too early. But ultimately, the goal is winning. Giannis is regarded where he is, not just in today's game. But maybe yes in today's game, but also all time. And he's mentioned with these grades because he won. He did it. He won. He got a ring. Right. Tatum is not like there yet because he doesn't have a ring. Luca, you there's no way on God's green earth. Like, could look, Kyrie do something crazy in the next two weeks, and I'll be here, like, yeah. Okay. Like, we'll all be like, all right, like, <laughs> yeah, we know. We've seen this before. Sure. But if Kyrie doesn't do anything, it's the best chance he's had to win since he's entered the league. He wasn't doing this with Dinwiddie. No. Doe Smith. Like, it's not, that wasn't going to happen. Like, he, he, you need two elite players to win the NBA championship. You do. Like, you cannot show me. And if you're like, oh, well, Giannis was, he had Middleton, he had Drew Holiday. And quite frankly, yeah, I am a Celtics fan. If he had Middleton last year, we would not have gone to the finals. It would have been the Bucks Warriors. Yeah. It would have been Giannis versus Steph, realistically. Like, and, and, oh, like, Middleton hasn't played. Well, Drew Holiday's played. Or maybe his best, best basketball. Yeah. This season. Very well deserved all star. Very well deserved all star. I'm sitting there when he had 40 something the other night, and I'm thinking, even now that he got the all star recognition, 
like this guy still might be a little underrated. Oh, I put out a poll. I was like, this guy's the most on our Instagram. I was like, is he the most underrated player in the league? Because he is. He's the most underappreciated superstar, without a doubt, a top 25 player, you know, great on both ends of the court. And yes, that's a duo. Like yeah. you go through the league hard. I say what you will about Harden. Everyone hates James Harden. People <laughs> hate his game. People have an he's my he's probably the most disrespected player in the league, along yeah. with Russell Westbrook. Beyond disrespected, James Harden could have easily have been an all-star this year as a duo. The Celtics, like Luca didn't have that. Like, I don't know if Jokic has that. I don't know if he has that with Murray. The Suns are a, a gruesome team. Like, Luca had no chance of going against the Suns this year. Like, it was a miracle. He beat him last. A miracle. A Chris Paul choke job. Like, a choke job beyond choke job. Like, that's not – they were, what, 2 nothing. Like, they should have, like, waltz past the Mavs last year. I was really surprised when it got to 2-2. Two, two. I was surprised it went yeah. to Game 7. It was, a ridic- it was ridiculous on paper that that went to Game 7, let alone they lost. There's no way that Kevin – say what you will about Kevin Durant joining the Warriors super team. Like, the Warriors could have flopped with Kevin Durant. Yeah. And he just made it an absolute cement that they were going to win the title. There was no chance anyone else had. Yeah. And if he's, again, another guy, doesn't play that much. And if Kevin Durant is playing with Booker, with Paul, you know, with Aiton, they added Terrence Ross. Like, you know, they have, like, and again, another guy that can get you 10 points, like, off the bench. They don't, they're not completely depleted after that KD trade off the bench. And if he goes down, which, again, this is, you know, barring that he doesn't, this whole uh, hypothesis, then they need Kyrie on Dallas. Like, they cannot win without him. It's yeah. impossible. So, yes, this is amazing for Luca's career. Do they resign him? I don't know. Does he do something crazy on Instagram? I don't know. Does he say not only the world is flat, but also inverted? I don't know. He could do all these things. He yeah. could say that he has an alien in the trunk of his car and he's had it there since 2016. Yeah. And it doesn't need oxygen. I don't know what this guy can say next. But as long as Kyrie Irving is on the court, he's a top 15 player in the league. And if you have two top 15 players in the league, you have a chance to win the NBA championship. I'm not saying they're going to, but you have a chance to win a, a tough West. Yeah. Probably I mean, a better like, duo than anything Memphis has. Better than Sacktown, which wasn't the case. Yeah. So. Okay. I like it. I like it. Kyrie, they're currently the sixth seed in the West, but there's also a three and a half game separation between seeds four and 12. So I don't really like all the seeds talk. I mean, it's going to be a battle till the bitter, bitter end. Yeah. Of yeah. The regular season in April. So. Uh, let's talk about two teams in this local market. That's the Clippers and the Lakers. The Lakers got D'Angelo Russell back. The Clippers are starting to round into form because they're not playing back-to-backs and Kawhi and Paul George are actually out there together, which feels like we've hardly seen in three years, and it's ridiculous. The other day, Paul George said that a championship with the Clippers will 100% outweigh a championship being with the Lakers. Do you at all buy that statement? It's moronic. Yeah. Well, wait. Sorry, before I say it's that's <laughs> it means more to him or means more to like the NBA universe. The so NBA it, universe. No, because yeah. nobody I walk I walk for days. Walk around every area <laughs> of Los Angeles County. If you see more than five people, we have Joe right there. He's the only person I've seen in Clippers gear since I've been here. I've been here six years. Yeah, except for when I go to the games. Yeah. Go walk around every area of LA. Walk around for two days, three days. If you see more than 10 people with Clippers gear, I'll pay it 200 bucks. 
Well, I think the funny thing is no limit to how many people I'd pay. Like that, there's no <laughs> way. No one cares about them. Like I'm thinking maybe from a pure storyline perspective alone of just, oh, the Clippers won a championship. Maybe. But in the real world that we live in, like the actual real world, if the Clippers were the 13th seed in the West, they wouldn't be getting national attention and coverage. You know who's the 13th seed in the West? The Lakers. And yeah, I know LeBron James is the face of the NBA, but it's like that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter. No. I mean, first of all, people don't like Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> He's, they just don't. I'm not, I'm not saying personally, like person to person. I'm saying for a superstar basketball player. Yeah. He's not in the media. He's gotten, there's no like ability to really kind of connect with him or follow him. He does like the new balance commercials. Like that's about it. He, he's like funny, but like, is he though? It's kind of like laughing. I'm not necessarily with him, but almost at him sometimes he doesn't play that much. And I'm not like rooting for the Clippers to win. I mean, it's like a boring championship. Could they win? Yeah. Is he sick? Of course. Is Paul George also probably a top 15 player. Both of them. Yeah. But it's gotten to a point where like, I don't care about when they first joined forces. Like, oh my God, that was exciting. But it's three years later. We've barely seen these two dudes play. And so at this point, I'm like, I don't want them to win because they haven't really put forth the best basketball to win out there in their time together. And I don't care about them anymore. And does it mean maybe for a player to bring a championship to the Clippers, their first one? Yeah, is that more exciting? Sure, I can get that narrative. But from a basketball universe standpoint, from media, from from fans, like – we do not care if the I what, if you get right, who are the top ten teams you want to see win a title. I mean, the Clippers do not even sniff that list. No, not at all. Not close. No. And I think that this is a really unique year in that it's not just four teams we're looking at that could win a title. I think on paper the East is really strong: the Celtics and Bucks, and then the Sixers if they get hot and everything goes right and they got their full deep rotation. Sure, you can look at them in the West. I mean, yeah, the Suns are the favorite on paper now, but there's a lot of teams that you could see theoretically making that push. Memphis, maybe. Denver, don't want to count them out. Do the Warriors have a miracle run in them? Sure. Sure. They still got the best five-man lineup. And I guess that's my question for you is, who do you see making a late push, whether that's just to get into the playoffs like a Lakers or to possibly go all the way or really break a playoff bracket like the Heat? Okay, yeah, great, great. I was going to throw the heat in there. Yeah. So the heat are going to get hot, and they have been getting hot. So they have Jimmy, they have Bam, they have Harrow. They've got guys. They have a three. Yeah. Plus other guys on their, on their you know, and Spolster's an unbelievable coach. He's been there. It's one. And can't, consistent defense does matter in a long run of a playoff. Cannot count the heat out. The Cavs and the Knicks, the Knicks don't have the guy guy. But I could see them sending someone to six or seven games and, and giving them a really tough time in the first round. Yeah. The Cavs are young. They have Spider. They have Garland, who's not, not young, young, but Mobley's still to me like a year away from taking that next step of, hey, is he like a defensive player of the year like Jaron Jackson Jr.? Yeah. Or is he like, I'm not OMB dominant, but is he like taking that next step offensively to really be an absolute threat? If that was the case, I would say I would throw the Cavs in the mix with those three teams. I would say, yeah, the, if Cleveland's and if Cleveland's the home seed, you know, if they're the four, right, and they have like the Knicks, the five, I mean, they can make it to the second round and they can give someone a lot of. And then you talk about longevity, right? You want to get to the obviously, and this is just not a hot take at all. This is just common sense. <laughs> you want to get to the finals in as few games as possible. Yeah, 100 percent. So if you're the Cavs, 
And, you know, it's if you're like if you're the Cavs, like and you're the Knicks could take you far. That could go seven games. The Heat can go seven games, the Cavs and like wherever, whoever has home court. And then inversely, though, the Cavs can take the Celtics deep. Yeah. Which is like annoying because you're the Celtics, like, all right, you're the one seed. Like you want to, whoever's the four or five, you you would, you know, try to make quick work of them, which maybe, you know, hey, look, they made quick work of the Nets last year. You want it, but they went to seven games of the Bucks. You hope that, you know, the Bucks and Sixers cannibalize themselves, but you don't want to go as many games as them. And like that, Cleveland's a good enough team where I'm not saying they could eat, I'm not saying they're upset them, but they could take you deep if you're the Celtics. But the East to me is like, hey, it's the Sixers, it's the Bucks, and it's, it's the Celtics. Like those are the three teams. If it is anybody other than those three teams in the finals, I'm going to be a little surprised. I'd be pretty surprised too on the futures betting front, which we'll get to in a second. I also think that what you just alluded to is aside from the fact that the Raptors had to go through LeBron, all those DeRozan, Lowry, Raptors teams, that was their biggest obstacle to overcome is that in the first round, they were having six, seven game series. They were always losing that first home game of the first round and they were having long series, long playoff journeys. So, yeah, I think LeBron would have taken them down no matter what, probably in the end. But the fact that by the time you get there, you're already a little bit gassed, that takes it out of you. So, no, yeah, 100%. You're playing tight series. It's long. Like, the, the, by the time the Celtics got to the Warriors, and not to say the Warriors, like the Warriors, yeah, they played the Grizzlies, but like Jaws out. Like, you know, and yeah. I, I just think Warriors would ultimately won. But the Celtics had a grueling series, you know, back-to-back uh, grueling series. And, yes, Middleton was out. But it's like to beat Giannis, he's the best player on the court every time. Yeah. Celtics so. went 18 games to the finals, sweep 7-7, seven, seven, and the Warriors went 5-6-5. Five, five. Yeah. So, but a lot less stressful series. You had two really emotionally taxing series back-to-back. If you're he, Boston. I mean, in Boston, like, think about also if you're like the Warriors – how many times have they been there? Every time, you know, <laughs> the Celtics, you haven't been able to get over that hump. They, this is not, this is when there was, this wasn't Tatum and Brown's first rodeo in the conference finals. No, they've been there a couple times. So, yeah, I, I think those are the teams. And you go to the West, it's like, hey, like, can the Lakers go in a run? Yeah. With everyone's healthy, for sure. Like, they made some, I don't know, they fleece some teams. Like, I don't know, like there people, there's got to be something going on behind the scenes. Like, all right, I'll just make, we need LeBron and the Lakers to be good. <laughs> Y'all know that. So let's just kind of like, like the, the Rui deal was ridiculous. The <laughs> That was, I was really shocked at that one. Also, like it wasn't a last minute trade deadline freak impulsive deal. It was a week and a half before. I mean, they're just a weird team. The Wizards, the most, probably, they're probably like the most irrelevant team in the NBA. They just draft, they just love like forwards. Yeah. They just love like wing players. Denny, Kuzma, Rui, like I'm um, probably Kispert, like these guys. Like, they, there's like nine of those guys, like that are just like you know six eight to six like six seven to six nine, like kind of guys on their roster. Um, but they, I mean, Sacramento, I'd probably throw in the Cavs category, give yeah. you a really tough time. Yeah, but like Dallas, now all of a sudden Phoenix, Denver, like the Lakers are saying can make a run. Um, Memphis is, I don't know if I'm gonna throw. Memphis is probably the Celtics two years ago. Yeah, they could like also really give you a huge fit if the Pelicans are healthy. Like, if the Pelicans are at full health and they have like a head of steam going into the playoffs, they can contend with anybody. Totally, they yeah. were my pick to win the West. Like, I thought they were going to win the West if everyone was healthy. I had them happen. finishing fourth in the West preseason, and they were second at one point. 
Yeah. They had massive slide. Rolling. But yeah, when they're playing healthy. Yeah. So yeah. Um, well, let's talk about some futures bets because sure. got a little bit of a betting element. And I know that this is something the charity stripe has discussed. We'll start with the biggest award, the MVP. Right now, Jokic is at the top of the Kia MVP ladder that comes out every week. Going into the season, I hated the bet because we've seen so many back-to-back MVPs since 2000, right? We saw LeBron twice back-to-back with D-Rose in the middle, Steve Nash, Steph Curry, Giannis, and now Jokic. But it's always like that standard changes going into year three. But here's the thing. It's like Jokic is having a better season statistically, averaging a triple-double, and he's winning more games. Denver's at the top of the West. They got the best record at home. So do you feel like it's time to start throwing money at this one? Yeah. Well, now uh, I think the time has passed. Oh. Now it's minus money. You could. I mean, you better get it before it hits minus like 200. Like you can't throw money on rookie of the year anymore. It's over. Mm-hmm. But that award's done. Yeah. You probably, your, your best bet if you want to win some cash is probably, you know, the six man. You have Malcolm Brock, like Russ and Norman Powell on the same team, so they both can't win it. Yeah. So that that'll their chance. They may want to give it to Russ because, like you know, like pump him back up. And I, I love Russell Westbrook. But you you have Malcolm Brogdon at plus money right now, so yeah. you probably want to. But what JJJ is minus money for DPOI, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Lowry is minus on most improved. Okay. Marketing, uh, yeah, minus a uh, keel, he'll win that for sure. He's an all star. Yeah, do you think Shea can catch him in any regard? No, like, I mean, Shea was sick last year. Yeah, marketing was was moved. You, yeah. Right, you take him, Sexton and marketing. Enjoy, yeah, like Sexton was probably the picks. Like, it's probably like, like marketing's not like the guy in this trade. He wasn't the guy in the Jimmy Butler trade either when he was first, you know, you know, moved to sh- Chicago. Yeah. I don't even remember who was he. Was he moved for Drummond? I think. Like, yeah. Like yeah. He was moved for like a cow and a bunch of magic beans in the in the Cleveland deal. So, yeah, Lowry is definitely my pick uh, for, for most improved. And for MVP, I would say if I'm throwing money on it, I would probably throw money on Embiid. Because you have the odds. I'm not throwing my house on it because I yeah. don't think he's going to win. And I think it is going to be Jokic. But if the Sixers get hot and go, and they're the ones that go on the run, like the biggest run, and they win the East, you're right. There's the trend. They don't want, they want to spread the wealth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason, like we've seen LeBron, we've seen Kobe, we've seen MJ, we've seen Giannis, we've seen Steph, we've seen all these unbelievable players. And LeBron did back to back twice. We, we've seen all these like, generational generational mount rushmore esque talents but yet the last time there was a three peat was you know when our parents were in college yeah so like it's been a it's been decades they don't love doing that clearly so i think your best bet i think Kyrie helps lucas chances to win i think it hurts his chances to win the mvp agreed his usage is going gonna go down just you know by laws of attrition uh, I would say Embiid, Giannis, and Tatum. I would throw, if you're looking to cash out, maybe like 100, 200 bucks on each of those, you, you know, depending on what your units are. If you're looking to like swing big, you're not going to win the money with Jokic. No. So it's like a lose lose. Like his, his, he's either going to lock it in or you're going to throw on it right now when it's like its lowest value at minus money. You could wait for Jokic. You could wait for one of these guys to start to catch him and like, okay, like I hope like 
could just like still edge it out the West when he goes back to plus money, throw it on him uh, and, and try to get the reverse movement. But right now, I want to throw in Jokic or throw in one of the East guys, you know, with the, with the prayer that one of their teams get hot. Jokic trying to be the first to three-peat since Bird in 86. So, yeah, literally when my parents were in college, just ridiculous. We Mine talked too. about Rookie of the Year. I, I agree. It's over. I think yeah. we saw when LaMelo Ball won Rookie of the Year. He got injured, and Anthony Edwards still didn't catch him despite the season he had. Uh, shout out to Matherin, though. I think he's been a really fun player for the yeah, Pacers. Yeah, that was, that was Toss's pick. Okay, I so like that. We weren't allowed to pick Boncaro. Oh, yeah. We had to pick some – who did I take? Like Keegan? No, I actually was like anti Keegan. I was like, nah, I'm I was wrong on him. Okay. I, I he's he's just such a good shooter. Like yeah. I didn't anticipate him being this hot. He's a mat he's he's just a great, great shooter, great scorer. Yeah. I so, think he also like never talks, which is funny. It's like great for Sacramento. Yeah. Perfect for Sacramento. Perfect he's for Sacramento. Kawhi Leonard, young. Yeah. Yeah. I was I'm trying to think of who I had as my rookie of the year pick. Oh, it'll come to me. Maybe it was Jaden. Maybe Jaden. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think uh I think the three I liked were or the two I liked. I had Keegan and Paolo, but yeah. Paolo's, I mean, it's not a it's not a cool and trendy pick, but it ends up being the right one. No, yeah, so. exactly. Hey man, it's, it's a slice of pizza. Just because he die everywhere doesn't mean it's bad. We said on most improved, Lowry went from completely irrelevant into starting in the all-star game. Now, granted, it was a replacement, but still ridiculous jump he made sga was good and was shut down from the season i think i said he was the best breakout player in the league just because of his ascension into those heights even though markinen made a bigger jump because he started at a way lower bar uh jalen brunson is not going to win the award he's at plus 1700 but i just want to say like i'm so proud of him as a neutral fan he went from like this great college player but not nba prospect type of guy to an early second round pick and now is being just a complete overachiever having 40 point games here and there on the Knicks. I know everyone wanted Donovan Mitchell and they're not wrong for well, it. You could have had both. You could have had both. And that would be an awesome team right now. That would be a team that's in that upper echelon. Yeah. But the Jalen Brunson thing is it's one of those. It's like, so we bring up Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, he was just a guy that was really good in college, a four year player. That got overlooked because the size, the speed, it wasn't what you want in the NBA. But the guy's game is pretty, you know, straightforward, mistake-free, high floor. Yeah. And he can score. He's got great court vision. And, like, that's what you really – he's a good – he had time to, you know, work with Luca, which I know he's older, but that definitely helps. Yeah. And mature in Dallas. And now I think many people thought it was a hefty signing for a guy who never made it an all-star game, and he probably should have made one this year. But he's just a true point guard in the NBA. He's probably he's definitely a top 10 point guard in the NBA. Um, and he's been a major catalyst of revitalizing this Knicks team and revitalizing Julius Randle. Julius Randle, I know, can be so polarizing for Knicks fans. But when he's on, super fun to watch. He has splits stink sometimes. But you know what? He also, in fairness to him, he's not the guy that should have the ball in his hands. The offense shouldn't start, be starting with Julius Randle. And that's yeah. why having Brunson is so huge for the Knicks. And I see Halliburton on your list. I'm not surprised by him. Speaking of the Knicks, no offense to Obi Toppin, they should have taken Halliburton. That's that just killed their franchise in the last decade more than anything. Yeah, and I think what's ironic about Halliburton is his injury probably took him out of contention for winning Most Improved, 
but that also coincided with when the Pacers started to really slide, just sort of proving his value a little bit more. I mean, he's yeah. he's the guy I said that I felt he could be an MVP candidate someday. He is pretty awesome. I it's unbelievable. My uh, my Sacramento Kings fans were were friends. Were very uh, very disappointed with the trade at the time. I the mean, only it worked time out okay. Win win for both teams. Yeah, it was a win win. Um, but he is very awesome. I do want to round things out. Yeah, talking with some coach of the year because sometimes this can be a really boring award in the NBA, and one I don't care much about. There are a few really good names, uh, as far as I'm concerned, and then I want to hear your thoughts. I would say it's a two-person race for me, and the fact that I'm not even going to say Mike Brown is one of the names is insane to me because of what he's done to the Kings. But I really like Jock Vaughn and Joe Mazzulla. So I'll start with Jock Vaughn. I kind of feel like there's a Mike Tomlin comparison here with obviously a lot younger and lesser experience, but Mike Tomlin has dealt with so much crap with the Steelers, just in terms of personalities and egos. I know Why, we have like, talent. Who, like AB? AB, Le'Veon Bell, Big those, Ben. Those guys are chill guys. No issues, right? Yeah. God, what a gauntlet. Like, <laughs> talk about that. Like, disaster. And then this year, everyone's like, okay, this is the season that they're going to go under 500 because his roster stinks and no one's going to fault him for it. Mm-hmm. And he's playing a rookie QB. And somehow this guy wins his last four or five games, goes nine and eight. Unreal. So with Jacques Vaughn, it's like the Nets were completely the biggest mess in the league. Steve Nash left after five games or something. It was over. He all of a sudden got them playing defense and managing all this non-basketball stuff as well. Like all these coaches can manage basketball, but managing the non-basketball with all the Kyrie stuff and social media got everyone under control. KD was just doing his thing. They were playing defense. I mean, I know they're kind of out of contention now, but with what he did to turn it around, I got a ton of respect for. But they are like, they got some guys. They got guys, but they had guys when they had Steve Nash, and it was completely plummeting in the opposite direction. I mean, he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the off the court. Right. He had no chance. He didn't have a prayer. My second guy is Joe Mazzula, and I just want to say that I hope it sets a tone for GMs and owners across all sports, because this is a guy who was 34 at the time of making this last minute coaching change. He only had small coaching roles. He coached D2 then was an assistant on the Celtic staff. He was a trusted guy and has just made the most of his opportunity. This wasn't a nepotism hire. It's not like a guy who was just handed a great privilege. He really worked his way up and he has completely kicked ass in this role. The Celtics, yes, I know they're a very talented team and they were on the brink of a championship last year, but it's not easy managing a young group of guys, even if you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. So for what he's done, I mean, Ime Udoka had a long future with this team and all of a sudden that's just gone because of the job that Joe Mazzulla has done. I can't say that with certainty if this turned into a disaster, he has been the ultimate professional in a crazy last minute situation. You brought up the horns before we got on, like both my teams, myself, so both my teams, one coach couldn't keep it in his pants and one coach couldn't keep his hands to himself. So both these guys made really dumb decisions. Yeah. Really. Both these guys get their dream. Like, is there a better job really in the NBA to coach than the Celtics right now? Probably not. 
maybe like you know the warriors it's probably the best job you could have texas like it's a dream job for anybody and both these guys make really boneheaded selfish decisions and almost throw their teams into turmoil but like i was telling you horns really don't miss a beat all the games we've lost are games we, we probably could have lost on paper maybe not the tech one at home but it's still a tough place to play the celtics haven't missed a beat they've not missed a beat and so your ability to maintain and you know remedy the storm and and have this team not look back or keep the blinders on and full steam ahead going for the championship that eluded them last year i think it's no question Joe as well yeah and for the record i have mike nothing, malone's a good pick too mike malone is a good pick and i have nothing negative to say regarding mike brown it's one of those in many other years he's the clear and obvious guy but there were circumstances this year across the league that has just really made me impressed with the two guys I just mentioned. Missoula would be my pick as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 100%. Well, right now, Mike Brown and Missoula are at plus 200 each. And then you got Mike Malone next, 325. And then Taylor Jenkins, 500. He's awesome. Jock Vaughn, 600. Jenkins is great. Jenkins, Jenkins is great. I have nothing negative to say about he him. He might be well. the best coach coach. It's pretty awesome. Got, the, Grizzlies, the Grizzlies were in rebuild mode, and then the – I've been overachievers. Like they went into contention too early almost. They're still in contention. Like they have guy, he's a great X's and O's guy. Like JJJ's been hurt. Jaw's been hurt. Desmond's been like, let's talk about a guy that's like, you know, whether the storm from the injury bug, like he, he's up there with the best of them and is, is he's taking guys and he just elevates players' games. Yeah. Or puts them in a position to elevate their games at least. We got a lot of good basketball to come for the rest of the season, but. Josh, thank you for the last-minute change. Gotcha, bro. Cheers, man. Good luck, and uh, check all of his content out on the Charity Stripe. Like I said, social media, you get, like, these great daily polls that I just – it's just the best way to pass time. I have no other way to say it. Hey, we all need toilet time. I got you guys. Man <laughs> of the people. I wasn't going to say it, but he did. Thank um, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So just – I got to make this happen in person in Believe, but – for all the other episodes of Screaming from the Sidelines, check it out right here on the Believe Network. And as always, keep screaming, man. Yeah, appreciate you, brother. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.